Hello and welcome. I'm Pastor Vince, and this is Applying God's Word, a Bible teaching podcast to encourage you in your walk with the Lord. This is episode 10, titled Radical Amputation, The Path to Moral Purity. The term radical amputation coined here in the U.S. some years ago is not found in Scripture, but has been used to focus on the strong language Jesus uses in Matthew chapters 5 and 18 to indicate the serious response we should have when we discover the source of what causes us to sin. In Matthew 5, verse 27 and 28, the Lord tells us how the sin of adultery begins in the heart before it's committed outwardly. You have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Heart in Hebrew denotes a person's center of being for physical, emotional, intellectual, or moral activities. The Lord continues in verse 29. If your right eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. For it is better that you lose one of your members than that your whole body be thrown into hell. And if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off and throw it away, for it is better you lose one of your members than that your whole body go into hell. Jesus tells us about the eye in Matthew 6, verse 22. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If, therefore, the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? We read in Colossians 3, verse 5, Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. We don't literally put to death our eyes or hands or other members of our body by cutting them off, for the removing of one's eye or hand would not solve the problem of the heart. Men can still go on lusting without an eye or a hand. Rather, what is meant here is that we judge the sin that our eyes, hands, or other members may be used for to sin, and then yield that member to the Holy Spirit who can deliver us from the sin. If we yield our lives to him, we will gain the victory over lust. It is better to deny yourself the gratification of an evil passion from the start, however much it may cost you. If those passions will cause us to sin, they are to be abandoned. By all sacrifices and self-denials, we must overcome the evil propensities of our nature and resist our sinful imaginations. Consider these passages. Psalm thirty-seven, thirty-one: The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not falter. Psalm 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my God. Your law is within me. Psalm 119, 10, and 11. With all my heart I have sought you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I have hidden your word in my heart 
that I might not sin against you. The Word of God is the most powerful antidote against sin when it has a place in the heart. Not only the precepts of it forbid sin, but the promises of it influence and engage to purity of the heart and life and to the perfecting of holiness in the fear of the Lord. And all the doctrines of grace in it effectually teach us believers to deny all sin and worldly lusts and to live a holy life and conversation. But consider and guard yourself at the onset of temptation, for there may be common places your friends can go that you may not. There may be common things your friends can see that you should not. There may also be common things your friends can do that will develop into sin for you if you do the same thing. When we yield to our flesh, we allow ourselves to think certain thoughts, allow ourselves to go places we should not go, and make decisions based on our lusts that lead us into the temptation. We all know which things we personally must avoid looking at that will darken our eyes and corrupt our heart and cause us to sin. For example, if seeing merchandise while shopping in a store alone triggers the desire to shoplift, you must, at first thought, yield that temptation to the Holy Spirit. Shoplifting involves the hand, which figuratively is now being cut off. Such a person should probably not shop alone, but perhaps shop with a believer who is aware of your struggle, but does not have such a struggle themselves, and you should be accountable to them as you learn to deny yourself the gratification of an evil temptation and place the law of God in your heart. The same is true if you are tempted by a person and you keep engaging yourself in the company of that person or persons. That situation must end. You must not allow someone to bring a temptation to you. Matthew 18, 7-9 Woe to the world for temptations to sin, for it is necessary that temptations come, but woe to the one by whom the temptation comes. And if your hand or your foot cause you to sin, cut it off and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life crippled or lame than with two hands or two feet, and be thrown into eternal fire. And if your eye causes you to sin, tear it out and throw it away. It is better for you to enter life with one eye than with two eyes to be thrown into the hell of fire. So we see our Lord making it clear that we must respond with severe measures when dealing with the elements that cause us to sin. In 2 Corinthians 7, verse 1, we read, Dear friends, let us purify ourselves from everything that contaminates body and spirit, perfecting holiness out of reverence for God. Once we are saved, God gives us the power to overcome the desires of the flesh by the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, 16-17 So I say, Walk by the Spirit, 
and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. The Bible uses the word flesh for the dwelling place of everything in the person that opposes God and his will. To walk in the Spirit, you first must receive the Holy Spirit. When we walk by the Spirit, we are not controlled by the drives of the flesh. This is what verse 17 means. The flesh produces one kind of desire, and the Spirit produces another kind, and they are opposed to each other. Walking by the Spirit is what we do when the desires produced by the Spirit are stronger than the desires produced by the flesh. Romans 6, 12-13 Therefore, do not let sin reign in your mortal body so that you obey its evil desires. Do not offer any part of yourself to sin as an instrument of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer every part of yourself to him as an instrument of righteousness. If you are facing a difficult temptation right now, or if you have already fallen into temptation and its resulting sin, confess the sin and repent of it right now from your heart. Ask the Lord to fill you with his spirit. Hide Psalm 119 verses 10 and 11 in your heart. With all my heart, I have sought you. Do not let me stray from your commandments. I have hidden your word in my heart, that I might not sin against you. May you now and always feel the presence of the Holy Spirit in what you think and say, and in all you do. And may your walk reflect your love for Christ and your desire to apply his word. <music>